you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Today on NFL Fantasy Live, Thanksgiving Day produced a cornucopia of fantasy points, but did the trio of Turkey Day games give you the boost you needed heading into Sunday? We'll take a look back at all of Thursday's action. Plus, it's winning in, baby. Our experts break down Sunday's schedule and reveal whom you can trust for the final playoff push. And Ravens stud running back Justin Forsett joins the program. Find out if he makes our list for the top RB starts of the week. NFL Fantasy Live starts now. What's happening, fantasy fans? Welcome to NFL Fantasy Live, the official fantasy football show of the National Football League. Matt Money Smith here alongside the Admiral Akbar Baja Biamila and the Hoff Michael Fabiano. I can still see the Star Wars trailer. Uh, <laughs> please close that. Remember, you can always join the conversation at NFL Fantasy. Let's get to it, gentlemen. No more Star Wars. Put it Sorry, away. It is the first Dad. of the three Thanksgiving Day games. Here are the highlights. Tomo Town. Detroit, 1934, the debut of the Thanksgiving Day game, courtesy of G something Richards. Here we go. <laughs> Can't remember his middle initial. It was G.A. Richards, if I remember right. How about Jay Cutler? Elshon Jeffrey, touchdown. Jeffrey, second of the night as they were already up 7-3. to three. 19 fantasy points for the South Carolina game. Cock. Detroit gets things going in the second and a third and six. And there he is, Calvin Johnson, Megatron, six and a half points on the play. Stafford, five on the play. Lions now down 14 to 10. Next drive, same result, different players. Joyke Bell plunges in for the one-yard touchdown. Yes, number 35. Do it over hey, here. Do it over oh, there. I remember that. Hey. And now just before the half, how about Stafford, Megatron, unstoppable. 26.6 fantasy points for Calvin big. Johnson. And they kept it rolling in the fourth on a third and goal. It was Joy Bell again. Walk it in. Now walk it out. 31-17 Lions. How about the end of the game? Bears try to help out their fantasy fans. Cutler hits Brandon Marshall. Stopped uh, okay, at me, the goal me, line. Pitches to Kadeem Carey. Oh, yeah, offsetting penalties. Results in retrying it out. Okay, so here we go. Instead of touchdowns for Cutler and possibly Marshall. Yeah, the Bears would um, try again, and it is time. Cutler. Give uh, me that yeah. two points. There you go. Lions Minus defense. two, unless you had the Lions defense. You got a plus two. Cutler loses two. Detroit Lyon pick up two, and there you go. Detroit wins 34-17. Here are your leaders. A point of Palooza for those Lions. 20-plus for Stafford, Bell, and Calvin Johnson. Hey, How about that? not so bad outing for Jay Cutler, 15 Field out like cooler. He would have had 17. 17. Exactly. Yeah. Or maybe even, you know, 22 if that uh, Marshall touchdown would have got in and not right. stopped at the one inch line. Here we go. Uh, a nice win for Detroit just from the football terms of things. But uh, as we spin it forward for the fantasy sort of things, here's a look at the Lions' fantasy playoff schedule starting next week. The Bucks 
Vikings at home, and then they're at the Bears. That's yeah. um, about as good as it's going to get, right? Yeah. How do we like Matthew Stafford going forward when you see that schedule? Well, he's a matchup-based guy, and the matchups are good. Yeah. We talked about starting Matthew Stafford this week going into Thanksgiving, and he puts up a very good stat line. It's great that he has Calvin Johnson back in the mix, but he's not only fantasy quarterback money, but again, the matchup is right. You start Matthew Stafford, and based on the schedule, the matchups are going to be right. Yeah, and no think about this. If he gets his offensive lineman back, too, he got a couple of those that's expected to come back. I mean, now all of a sudden that protection is a little bit better. You're going to see some of that production. I agree with you. He is a low-end QB1, but he's still going to be able to get some big fantasy points for you. Matchup not only good for Calvin Johnson, Matt Stafford, and all of his targets, but also good for the running game. And Joyke right. Bell had just over 22 fantasy points. It was his best game of the season. Because of the matchups, is he a solid, let's say, RB2, a must-start RB for the playoffs? No. Solid RB2, no. I would say flex. And remember, Reggie Bush is coming back. We thought he was going to be back on Thanksgiving. It didn't happen. But when he comes back, that's more mouths to feed in this offense. But this was a good matchup. The Bears have been lousy against the run. Reggie Bush was out. They didn't use Theo Riddick very much. And they got goal line opportunities for him. And... He definitely cashed in. Yeah, he's a flex option at best. Flex, uh, that's know, right. You know, when you look at that first half, he didn't get it going until the second half, and that's where he really started to get it going. And this Bears defense hasn't been all that spectacular. So when you think about moving down, Reggie Bush gets in there, their passing offense, I think his production goes down, way down. Now we mentioned Tampa, Minnesota, and Chicago, two of those games inside the sweet conditions of Ford Field. Let's go to the other side of the ball, though, because some more question marks. Your Bears fantasy playoff schedule starts at home next Thursday. It's a Thursday nighter uh, against the Cowboys. They do have a full week of rest, so so that certainly benefits both of those teams. And we're actually going to be there. Our uh, NFL Fantasy Live going to be in Chicago for that game. Then they're home week 15 for the Saints, week 16 for the Lions. So let's start with Matt Forte. Five carries, six yards on Thanksgiving. Did have a little bit of action in the passing game. Are we worried about him at all? No, not at all. Shouldn't be. The Lions defense is very good against the run. We all know that. And Forte is a stud. He is an elite fantasy running back. Okay, he didn't have a good game yesterday. But listen, we all have bad days, don't we, Money? So Might cost me a playoff berth in the league. Well, I apologize for that. But I'm still starting Matt Forte with a lot of confidence, especially against the Cowboys on Thursday night because that Cowboys defense is starting to look bad. You know, I'll tell you, when you look at what the production of Matt Forte, some some fantasy owners might get scared about that. But you have to remember, he's a part of, like you just talked about, he's He's not just a one-dimensional running back. He's a part of the passing game as well. Right. So as they start to move towards it, you're going to see that production pick up in the passing game. He'll still be able yep. to get his run yards. He was your first-round pick. You're starting him. He has a hiccup against the Lions. No so be it. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey had one of his best games of the year, put up about 20 fantasy points yesterday. How much do you trust starting him going forward? He's a low one, high two, uh, at least in my opinion. And I know in our league I benched him because – I have Josh Gordon and Julio Jones and T.Y. Hilton. My wide receivers are stacked, and I didn't like the matchup. Clearly, I was wrong. Uh, It was a worse matchup, as it turns out, for Brandon Marshall. But Alshon's been better than Brandon Marshall this year from a fantasy perspective. But the the, the truth is, too, is it gets a little mumble-jumbled there. You've got Brandon Marshall. You've got Alshon. And then you've got uh, Martellus Bennett, too, as well. Not to mention Matt Forte in the passing game. Matt Forte. So it does get crowded there for Alshon Jeffrey to be able to to be able to produce consistently. Stick with Martellus Bennett. Um, Double digits, you know, 10.9, no touchdown, but had those 109 yards exactly. What about moving forward? You comfortable with him as your tight end? I am. I mean, the dude is playing big.
big. He's playing like his size, and I think they're going to utilize that when you see the matchup going up against. It's like, I always say, it's like being at the low post, and that's what he is. He's very good at the low post and making it work, and you see them utilizing him here in this shot as far as in the short passing game. So I think Martellus Bennett is a guy that you can play. He's one of those sneaky tight end plays that you can count on. I just don't trust him. Uh, this was his best game in a long time. Is that time. emotional or is that real? See, no, that's, that's no Martellus. Like I know Martellus from yeah. Twitter. He's a, we talk on Twitter occasionally, and he's a good dude. I just don't trust him. This was his first big game in a long time, and really ever since the month of September. Look at his numbers. They haven't been all that great, but the tight end position is so bad this year so here, that you have to play uh, him. Let's go uh, Travis Kelsey or Martellus Bennett for the it playoffs. It all depends on the matchup. Martellus match Bennett. Just, I'll, I'll tell you straight up, Martellus Bennett. It's week to is week. Is he top ten? Yes, he is. In a bad tight end position, yes. Okay. So he is a must start then, I guess. You yes. know, if it's top ten, you but got ten But that doesn't leave. mean that I trust him to put up good numbers every week. A That's reminder to stick around because later oh, in the show we know. have more Thanksgiving Day leftovers. We'll have complete recaps of the Eagles-Cowboys and Seahawks 49ers games. But first, Josh Gordon made his season debut last weekend. Was he worth the wait? Well, you take a look at these numbers and you can decide for yourself, gentlemen. 76% of fantasy managers that started Josh Gordon won their Week 12 matchup. Can I raise my hand, too? Uh, You were one of those, Bab. So how about our expectations for Josh Gordon moving forward? They're extremely high. And you may look at the matchup this week and think, oh, he's playing the Bills on the road. It's a tough matchup. But the Bills have actually not been good at home against wide receivers. This is the number one wideout in fantasy last year, guys. You waited all year to have him in your lineup. Start him. That's why I didn't play Alshon this week. And because you may, I played Josh Gordon. And you may be nervous, too, because the Buffalo Bills, they, they get after the quarterbacks now. And they've been able, they're top right now in the league yep. in quarterback sacks. But you have to look on the offensive line side for the Cleveland Browns. They don't give up a lot of sacks. And so they're protecting their quarterback. So that's going to be one that you're going to watch in the trenches. I like that. I think they're still going to be, Hoyer's still going to be able to find Josh Gordon deep. And he's going to get the ball off. And you can't stop him. Last year, he was unstoppable. It didn't matter what defense you played against yeah. him. He was putting up huge money and those short that routes. That Buffalo quick, defense quick, quick, quick. will be a good test because they will. get after that quarterback. For more now, we throw it over to Marcus Grant and Adam Rank. Thank you, Money. By the way, the answer you're looking for, G.A. Richards. G.A. Richards. That's what we're looking for. Anyway, we are here, as always, getting you caught up with all the latest news and notes from around the National Football League. We will start in Houston, where on Thursday, Texans head coach Bill O'Brien told reporters he expects running back Arian Foster to play Sunday against the Tennessee Titans. Foster's missed the last two games due to a groin injury, but... If he does get the start this week, Rank, what are your expectations for him against a bad Titans run defense? Is it worth still holding on to Alfred Blue? Well, yes, I'll start with Alfred Blue. Hold on to him because Arian Foster does have that history of injury, so make sure that he's still on your roster. The thing with Foster is that you would expect, like, hey, Blue's been running pretty well. Maybe they'll do a split. Nope. If Foster <laughs> plays, they'll run him like 40 times. They do it every time he returns from injury. They just go after him, go Nuts. And, uh, yeah, so he'll start and play him and just hold on to Blue. It feels like we've had this conversation every week for like a month. Because we have had this conversation every week for like a month. Well, there you go. Some good news for the Broncos. Tight end Julius Thomas was back at practice Thursday. Was seen stretching on Friday. Thomas missed last week's game due to an ankle injury. He suffered week 11 against the Rams. So if Julius gets the start against the Chiefs on Sunday night, is there any hesitation about plugging him into your lineup? No hesitation at all. JT needs to be in your lineup each and every week. And, you know, the great thing about Peyton Manning is that it doesn't matter what the score is. (laughs) If he gets near the goal line, five wide. We're not giving it to a running back who's been killing it all day. No, we're going to go five wide, and I'm going to pad my touchdown stats, which I appreciate. I, I, I like it. Peyton Manning is Bud Kilmer on the field. (laughs) Pretty much. Yeah, there you go. 
More tight end news. Colts tight end Dwayne Allen has officially been ruled out for Sunday's matchup with Washington. Allen missed last week's game after injuring his ankle against the Patriots in Week 11. Hasn't practiced at all this week. So, how much do you like Kobe Fleener now this week? I don't like him at all because my buddy Scott Jano has got him going against me in our league of record. <laughs> and I'm sitting there. I had I, I have Dwayne Allen, and I had to bench him, and I had Martellus Bennett, and I didn't want to go there. But, I mean, Kobe Fleener is a great option because, again, this offense is very prolific. You want a guy who's going to get targeted a lot. Luck looks at his tight ends an awful, an awful lot. So he's a good play, and if you got him, you're you're stoked. Yeah, between last year and this year, the injuries are starting to pile up a little bit for Dwayne Allen. A little bit, so a yeah. A little, little bit concerning right now. Mm-hmm. Cardinals wide receiver Larry Fitzgerald missed practice Friday, but told reporters Thursday it is highly likely he'll play this weekend against the Falcons. Fitz missed last week's game due to an MCL sprain he suffered in Week 11. It was the first game he's missed since way back in 2007. So if Fitzgerald suits up this week, how much do you like him against Atlanta? Uh, I'm fair to middling on Fitzgerald. I feel like this is going to be a good opportunity for Michael Floyd to go out and kind of establish himself because if Fitzgerald is on the field, you still got to pay attention to him. But if he's not running as crisp or as well as he has over the course of his career, that means Michael Floyd will get an opportunity to get up. And, of course, John Brown's another guy who's there stretching the defense. So Floyd is the guy that I really like in this situation. From your lips to the fantasy football gods. Are you playing him? Uh, No. Okay. But don't, uh, don't test me. I'm, I'll, I'll say that I don't <laughs> like them. And you know what will happen then. I have learned my lesson. Be sure to set your DVRs for our late airing of NFL Fantasy Live. For all the latest injury news and updates for your roster, tune in at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific, right here on NFL Network. Still to come on NFL Fantasy Live, we've hit the last push for the playoffs, so you won't want to miss our list of sleeper wideouts that we say are going to bowl out this weekend. And up next... Got two more helpings of Thanksgiving Day highlights and analysis coming your way. Don't go to Food Coma yet. It's the one and only NFL Fantasy Live. NFL Fantasy Live presented by Bose. Matt Moneysmith here with Adam Rank and the Hoff, our senior fantasy analyst, Michael Fabiano. Time for another delicious dish from Thanksgiving. Birds, Cowboys, highlights. What Tony so delicious if you're a Cowboys. Oh, come on, Fabs. It was a delectable Thanksgiving treat. Courtesy of that man, Mark Sanchez. Eagles, they waste little time. They rarely waste any time. Second and goal. How about Sanchito? Taking the handoff and faking the handoff, keeping it for the two-yard score. First rushing touchdown since 2011. Late first quarter now, Sanchez rolling out. Who's his favorite target, gentlemen? Jordan Matthews. And he did it again. Play yields just over five points for Sanchez, but nine for Matthews. Now 14-0 Philadelphia. Dallas gets on the board in the second. Second and goal, DeMarco Murray. I'm thankful for DeMarco Murray on my fantasy team. Yes, indeed, Fabs. He really the only good thing for the Cowboys in this particular contest. Let's go third quarter, second and six. How about Shady? Shady McCoy, 38-yard touchdown run, a monster of a game. You said it three weeks ago, Fabs. If you're going to trade for Shady, do it before the Tennessee game. Back-to-back monsters for the Pitt product. And by Pitt, I mean Pitt Panther, of course. There's Chip Kelly. Yay, we won. We're in first place. (laughs) And Jerry Jones is freaking out. 
Here are your point totals. How about Sanchez, man? Top point yeah. producer, 21.48 points. You see the Eagles defense there with a monster 14 for them. Uh, we thought this was going to be a point explosion, and it was. For on one, side. one half of the participants, Jeremy Macklin, Jordan Matthews, both in double digits, as we mentioned, Shady McCoy there with the 19.9. But why don't we start off with the winning side? That's what we typically like to do, the Eagles. And we spin it forward to their, fan their fantasy playoff schedule. I'm still tripped to fend out. Uh, <laughs> they're at home versus the Seahawks. Tough. Then at home for the Cowboys in Week 15. They finish up at the Redskins. So a little bit of good, a little bit of bad. Mark Sanchez. Over 20 fantasy points versus the Cowboys. Do you trust him for that playoff run? No, not, not unless I have a good matchup. I mean, Sanchez is a guy who had a great game against the Panthers, but the Panthers were lousy. Cowboys, great game. The Cowboys defense is now playing lousy. In the two games in between, he had fewer than 15 fantasy points and was turning the ball over. So, against the Seahawks next week, if you want to start Mark Sanchez, be my guest. I won't touch him with a 10-foot pole. The week after against the Cowboys, matchup-based starter. Yeah, and a lot of people always point out the uh, the 12 and Seattle, and, and you look at the numbers, home or away, quarterbacks do not fare well against the Seattle Seahawks team. So you're right. You probably have another quarterback on your roster. Go ahead and leave Sanchez right. on the bench. But Phillip Rivers had a great game against these that same yeah. Seahawks defense that was in week two. way, way long time ago in you this almost, season. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see whether or not this, uh, this Eagles – Offense is Seahawks proof, Legion of Boom proof, because they've been so prolific, regardless of who's been back there. It seems like Shady McCoy back to his old self. Gotta believe, we mentioned a second ago, uh, Rank, happy if you traded for him a couple weeks ago. Yeah, and you know what? It, the improvement really started when Mark Sanchez started to take over this offense because, as we talked about before, Matt, is that Sanchez is better for the read option, and the Cowboys had to respect him as a runner, and you see right there, they've been gashing them all day, and then that's the, that's the result right there. When you're able to run this offense effectively, big plays like that will continue to happen. Again, it's going to be a tough matchup next week against the Seahawks, but... Still, you got to play these guys. How about Jordan Matthews versus the Seahawks? Fabs? He's a three uh, or a flex starter. Again, that, that Seahawks defense is playing awesome right now. We're looking at the Seahawks defense from 2013 over the last few weeks. I mean, they have been just impenetrable. So, Matthews is a three because he's been hot because he's got a great report with Sanchez. But I temper my expectations. Well, it kind of goes to the same conversation, Adam and, and Mike, that we had with uh, with Sanchez is this is now the playoffs. So chances are if Jordan Matthews is on your roster, if Mark Sanchez is on your roster, you have other players at those positions. These sure. are waiver wire pickups that you were doing, you know, using as matchup base. So maybe stay away from the hot hand and recognize the matchup. To the other side of things, the Cowboys. And we look ahead to their fantasy playoff schedule. You see it at Chicago next Thursday. That's a great deal. Then at Philly, we thought it was going to be better. Maybe it'll come back for him in week 16 the Colts so Tony Romo going forward do you trust him you, you want to ask me this one huh should <laughs> I give this to rank I, I are you too biased Cowboys? no 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 I, I'm, I'm not too okay. biased I still think he's a matchup based starter uh, this is one bad game it was yep. one really bad game but if you look at his numbers overall over the last four weeks they've still been pretty good and I think he bounces back against the Chicago Bears on Thursday night unless it's ridiculously cold snowy windy you know the weather Conditions can be a factor, but everybody has a bad game. Romo just happened to have a really bad game against a really good matchup. Don't overreact to this, too, because they're coming off a huge win at New York last week. Short week coming in. You know what? The Eagles, I just felt, were more going to be more prepared for this. When you put Chip Kelly against anybody in that stripped-down offense, I just, I just felt like the Eagles were going to be able to go ahead and get after them, and now they're going to have a full week to prepare for the Bears, who haven't been able to shut down anybody. Yep. 
defensively. Hey, look, look what Josh McCown. I mean, Matt Stafford got on track yesterday. No doubt about it. Uh, that is the that is the defense you'd like to be playing in the first right. week of the playoffs. Uh, to our last. Thanksgiving Day game. It was a triple header, the nightcap and NFC West showdown between the Seahawks and the 49ers. Colin Kaepernick, his bill is the flattest. Russell Wilson got a good looking head of hair. After a Kaepernick interception, Seahawks second and goal from the 13. Oh, Bob Turbin tiptoes the sideline in for the touchdown. Go Utah State Aggies. Everybody in Logan is going crazy. Dang right they are. Seahawks up 7 0. Keep it going to the second, third and nine. Wilson to Tony Moiaki, what a beautiful play this was for Russell Wilson. Wow. That is that is the difference between running because you run and running only when you have to. Come on, Moiaki. Come on, man. Pick it up. He's a little slow. Pick it up. A little bit more respect for the Iowa Hawkeyes than how slow he was getting snatched up from behind. <laughs> 6.3 points there. Wilson, about two and a half. It led to a field goal. Now 13-0. Marshawn Lynch it with the big one. It doesn't matter the matchup. Marshawn runs over him. 33-yard gain down to the nine. 104 yards on the night. They would settle for a field goal. No touchdown, but still 10.4 on a Thursday. You're feeling pretty good about that for Marshawn. You'll take that. Um, yeah, so there's that. There's this. Um, Richard Sherman, I think, had more receptions than Michael Crabtree. He was wide open all day. Colin Kaepernick. I, I believe that to be an accurate statistic. He had a big uh, old turkey leg after the game, too. What's your deal? What's your deal? Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> Here's your leaders. Russell Wilson again. There's talk about those 30-point performances. You'll take 17 Look at the on a Thursday oh, night. Yeah. Bad, bad that night if you started good. any of those Niners. The Seahawks defense, though, you drafted them high, and it's paying off at the right time with the playoffs here uh, having arrived, or at least the following week. So let's start with the winning side. The Seahawks look ahead to their Fantasy playoff schedule, not so bad. They have uh, Philly next week. If they can do the same thing they did to the 49ers at uh, home there at the clink and then to Arizona, it's not easy. But if this Seattle defense is as well we can expect from what they were on Thanksgiving night, then they're going to give their offense a lot of opportunities. And Russell Wilson is a guy who, if you look at his numbers, even against bad matchups, he's given you 15, he's 16, solid. 17 fantasy points. And it's because of what he can do with the running game. You know, Adam talked about the read option earlier. Well, they're running the ball a lot like that with Russell Wilson this year. And I think part of it is because, well, they don't have much in the passing game. Right? Zach Miller's been out. Uh, they, they got rid of Percy Harvin. Uh, obviously, Sidney Rice is no longer a member of this team. We're so. talking Bob Turbin, Cooper, Helpin, Tony exactly Moyaki. That's what I'm saying, and he's still putting up good numbers. So, Wilson's a guy that you can trust. Because nobody is smarter about running the football than Russell Wilson. He Right here, you see him just extending the play. It's not running to no. get points or get yards or anything like that. He wants to extend the play and allow these guys to get open, as you see. He's wide open right there, and you can't help but find him right there. If he was just a little bit quicker, it would have been a little bit more no. beneficial to your fantasy uh, team. always downfield for Russell Wilson. Seahawks defense, Richard Sherman, he was, uh, well, the protagonist of the affair last night, certainly. And uh, you look here, four sacks, three takeaways, only three points allowed. That's a 17 spot. And I, like I said, look, it's not the easiest schedule, but it is when you consider who they're facing and the success they've had against them. They're back, uh, yeah. not only from a reality perspective, but a fantasy perspective. 11-plus fantasy points in four of their last six games. And we also learned something else. When you play the Niners, that is now a favorable matchup for defenses. Look at the numbers. Defenses have scored 
in fantasy land yeah. against that Niners team over the last few weeks. It's been pretty good. They've got the Niners number. The Super Bowl, if you make it there, it's Drew Stanton who's right. been throwing a whole lot of picks. Yeah. I mean, that could really be a boon to your fantasy team. On the yep. other side of the ball, 49ers, they just could not get anything going. I mean, their path for the fantasy playoffs at Oakland next week, then at Seattle, and they finish at home week 16 to the Chargers. How about Kaepernick finishing with just three fantasy points? Is he a start in any of those three games in the postseason for you, Fabs? Well, I, he has had good matchups a lot. Yeah. I mean, this wasn't one of them, and we had him as a sit, but he's had good matchups often in the second half of the year, and Adam, he hasn't produced. Yeah, he's really been one of those guys. You have to wonder what's going on there. Is it the offensive coordinator? Is it the play calling? What exactly is the problem? Because all we heard about Jim Harbaugh is that he turns quarterbacks around. But this, it seems like Kaepernick is starting to regress. And you really, again, you said it. He's had great matches before, has not been able to do anything with it. I don't know that I would actually play him at any point for the rest of the season. Uh, let's just throw one name out there. Uh, Ryan Tannehill, if he's on your waiver wire, pick him up, play him in the playoffs instead of all, Cap. All yes. day, all night. No question yeah, about actually, it. Actually, he's available, too, if you started Mark Sanchez yesterday. Yeah, exactly. Go on and pick him up. How about Antoine Bolden and Michael Crabtree? I assume if we're sitting Colin Kaepernick, unless Blaine Gabbert's coming in to throw some passes, does that mean <laughs> we're going to be sitting Antoine Bolden and well, Crabtree for the you postseason? You should be sitting Crabtree because, listen, he has been a Done major nothing. disappointment yeah. in a contract year. has really not produced in the stat sheets. And Bolden... While he's had some good games, he is tough to predict. A lot of times he'll give you two or three points like he did in this game, and then the next week he gives you 18. So he's a roll of the dice. I wouldn't even have Crabtree on your roster. And the only reason to be playing Bolden is if you're in a PPR league because he gets targeted the most. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'll I'll submit this to you, Rank. Uh, Of of all my preseason predictions, which of my two, and I had quite a few, but which of these two were better? Uh, taken Toby Gerhardt as an RB1. I love that one. (laughs) Or that Michael Crabtree would end up as a top 10 receiver. You know, the fact that you still called Mark Ingram, (laughs) I will still give you some credit there. But I did like the Crab. Uh, Yes. I did did have Crabtree and uh, Gerhardt as two surprise. Listen, we're we're simpatico on uh, Toby. On NFL Fantasy Live, we're dishing out our top 10 QB starts for the week. See where your starter lands and who climbs to the number one spot. And we know you've got trust issues with your team. So up next, we go rapid fire to analyze the players you fans are asking most about. This is NFL Fantasy Live. Time now for player comparisons presented by SAP. Welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live. Matt Money Smith here with Akbar and Marcus. Gentlemen, we are going to put you through some scenarios that we are getting asked most about on social media. Head to head, help the people discover which is the better start this week. Weather the storm. Troopers are ye. A minute on the clock. We're going to rip through and grip through as many as we can. Here we go. Your first scenario, Fred Jackson versus the Browns or Ryan Matthews versus the Ravens. I'm going to go with Ryan Matthews. It's all about that base. I'm going with Fred Jackson. Maybe no trouble, but he gets in the end zone. Oh, look at that. Oh, no okay. trouble. Shane Vereen versus the Packers or LeGarrette Blunt versus the Packers. I'm going Shane Vereen. I think they dump it to him out of the backfield to slow down that pass rush. I, I don't. I disagree. I'm going to go LeGarrette Blunt. I think he's the better play. He's going to 
to get those goal Between lines the tackles, you like that better. Guy. All right, Keenan Allen versus the Ravens or Sammy Watkins versus the Browns. Ock, I'm going to go Sammy Watkins against the Browns. I agree. I think Robert Woods' game was last week. This is the Sammy Watkins game. All right, even against the Browns? Even Joe against Hayden the Browns. Deshaun right. right. Jackson versus the Colts or DeAndre Hopkins versus the Titans? DeAndre Hopkins, the March to 1100, stay strong. I like it. I like you guys it. Your I'm going DeAndre Hopkins. <laughs> All right, how about Calvin Benjamin versus the Vikings or Torrey Smith versus the Chargers? I like the big body guy, so I'm going to go with Kelvin Benjamin. We keep agreeing. Kelvin Benjamin. It's not in garbage time. He'll score points this week. All right, last one, gentlemen. Kobe Fleener. He's been a little disappointing lately versus the Redskins or Antonio Gates. Also been a little disappointing versus the Ravens. I'm going to go Antonio Gates. I think that's the one guy that Phillip Rivers can connect with. Uh, yeah, whatever. I'm going to uh, go yeah, Kobe Fleener. <laughs> and the reason why, Kobe Fleener with the eyes, he's looking better. He's getting more and more confident. Like he's got maybe, eyes? maybe not the production, like the but he's getting better. Eyes, or <laughs> no, no, it? with the eyes. With the eyes. I'm watching him. Oh, now. okay. All right. Fantasy fans, if you're not sure which players to start each week, examine the player comparison tool with insights from SAP. It's exclusive only to NFL.com fantasy users. Researches, recent performances, and matchups to help you decide whom to start and sit. Put it into practice today by visiting NFL.com slash fantasy. The QB position is a tricky one this week. Coming up, we'll do trust falls. Yeah, find out which mid-tier gunslingers our experts say you can trust this weekend and which gentlemen need to be on your bench. Still to come on NFL Fantasy Live, Adam Rank reveals his likes and dislikes for the week. See which players, he says, are must-starts this weekend and which ones deserve the dreaded thumbs down. Plus, we reveal our top QB starts for the week. Will Big Ben and Phillip Rivers make a cut? Stick around and find out. Also, we've got super sleepers coming your way. Which under-the-radar wide receivers will we say should rise up and deliver monster points this weekend? Got a feeling Chuck's going to make an appearance. Welcome back to NFL Fantasy Live. Matt Money Smith here with Akbar Fabs and Marcus. A lot of QB question marks for this weekend. So we talk about the ones we're getting asked most about uh, that our fans are yeah, they're lobbing them out of Twitter, wherever it may be. So Fabs, get us started. Matty Ice, the Cardinals, great defense, but it's Matty Ice and they throw the football a lot. But Matty Ice has not been good. I mean, you look at the numbers over the last few weeks, he is not producing like an elite fantasy quarterback. In fact, He's got a very bad matchup this week as well against the Arizona Cardinals. They have a lot <clears throat> the third fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks over the last four weeks. So if Ryan is on your team, uh, I don't think the force awakens in him this weekend. <laughs> I am keeping him on the bench. Nice play. Big nice play. Star Wars theme around these parts today. Akbar, <laughs> please refrain from Star Wars metaphors and just tell us no, whether or not one. you're going to start Phillip Rivers. Well, I'm not going to start Phillip Rivers. And may the false be with him while he's on the bench or on anybody else's bench. <laughs> because horrible. when you look at what he's done, you know, the last couple of weeks hasn't put up more, more than 13 fantasy points. And you look at his production, he's had four interceptions and two touchdowns in the last four weeks. That's a lot of picks that he's been throwing. And his schedule doesn't get any easier. And it starts with this week against the Baltimore Ravens. You know, after that, they go to the Patriots, the Broncos, the 49ers, and the Chiefs. I don't think you play Phillip Rivers at all. From here on out, you don't play Phillip Rivers. All right, Marcus, to Cam Newton. Used to be fantasy gold this season. A wild disappointment. Yeah, he has been on the dark side of the force so far this season. And, you know, in, in cannot end soon if enough. we were in a week where we had a bunch of teams on a bye, I actually might recommend him against a Vikings defense that has really struggled against quarterbacks in the last month or so. But with no teams on a bye, you have a full complement of quarterbacks available. Because Newton has struggled so much, you see one or more interceptions in seven straight games for the guy. I'm staying away. 
All right, looks like a lot of staying away. Rivers, Ryan, and Newton. Uh, here we go. Get a look at our top 10 QB starts on NFL.com. You see Phillip Rivers makes it in there at the very last slot. This is the aggregate. So all expert at NFL.com uh, agree that, well, he's a top 10 guy. You see there, though, Mark Sanchez at number 14. And uh, we already told you what kind of points he piled up. So Pretty you good. can only hope that those ahead of him will do the same sort of damage, although Jay Cutler did not. For more now, we throw it over to our man, Adam Rank. Thank you, Monty. Every week, I give the thumbs up or the thumbs down to a wide variety of subjects, from Sting's return to him not being on Raw the next night, and, of course, the new Star Wars trailer. Yep, I caved. Don't trust me with any schematic plans for the new battle station. I'll fall apart like R5-D4. And through it all, I also find some time to talk a little fantasy football, too. We'll start with Ryan Tannehill. I'm not sure if he's the chosen one or the one written about in the prophecy that is destined to lead your fantasy team to the playoffs. All I can tell you is that he's been great since his coach threatened to bench him in favor of Matt Moore. Some tough love, kind of like the way Yoda used it with Luke Skywalker during the Young Jedi's training. But it's worked out for the Dolphins. Tannehill has become a top fantasy quarterback, and this week he's got the New York Jets who have allowed the most points to fantasy quarterbacks on the season. He's not your only hope, but make sure that you start him. I also want to give a thumbs up to Bengals running back Jeremy Hill and more thumbs up to the Bengals coaching staff who did the right thing last week when they gave Hill a lot of work when Giovanni Bernard returned from his injuries. The carries were split right down the middle last week, and I expect about the same here against Tampa Bay. The matchup is favorable because the Bucs have been very generous to running backs this year, but it's also been very tough against the pass, so I expect Hugh Jackson to really attack this team on the ground, which should give Hill plenty of chances. Now it's time for the downside, and I don't like Josh McCown this week. Funny, the people who threat, who like the muse that the Bears should have kept McCown instead of Cutler, pretty quiet last week when McCown helped Chicago win. Now, I don't expect it to be any better this week against the Bengals, who have allowed the six fewest points to quarterbacks over the last month. And finally, I would like to avoid Steven Jackson, too. I know, I know. He was the fantasy MVP last season, but he's got a tough matchup this week against the Birds. The Falcons offensive, actually, they're both birds, but the Falcons offensive line has been an issue all season, and it has hurt the production of just about every relevant fantasy option in Atlanta. It won't get any easier this week because the Cardinals have one of the top run defenses in the business. And now here are some more of my likes and dislikes. I like that Ben Roethlisberger going up against the Saints. C.J. Anderson has been a personal fantasy hero of mine for the last couple of weeks. Kelvin Benjamin, Travis Kelsey. On the dislike side, Joe Flacco, my buddy Terrence West, Andre Johnson, and of course, Jason Witten. Don't think that I would have forgotten about you and your less than one fantasy point on Thursday. We'll still give you some love here, Jason. Thanks for all the help. Now, with the playoffs looming, you can't afford to make any mistakes with your lineup this weekend. So coming up, we're letting you know which fringe RBs you can trust. Speaking of backs, one who's been in fuego lately, Justin Forsett, joins the show next. He'll tell us all about his breakout season. You get a look here at our aggregate rankings from all experts at NFL.com. These are your running backs to Marco Murray, of course, already in the books. Matt Forte, Marshawn Lynch, a little bit of good and a whole lot of bad on that front board. You see number 13 there, LaShawn McCoy. Who knows? He may end up in the number one slot following 
Week 13. So with that as our backdrop, we welcome you back to NFL Fantasy Live, the official fantasy football show of the NFL. Money here with Akbar, Fabs, and Marcus. And it is time to talk about running back question marks for week 13. We've been saying it all show show long. Spit it out, Smith. Make or break. That is what this weekend is. So we got 50-50 starts, Fabs. How about LeGarrette Blunt and whether or not you'll put him in your lineup? This is a really tough one because, you know, the Patriots' backfield is impossible to predict. He came out, got dropped by the Steelers, two touchdowns last week for the Patriots. He led the Patriots in fantasy points last year. So maybe you have some confidence in him, or it is what, Marcus? Bellatrix. Bellatrix. That's why I cannot advise that you start Blunt as anything more than a flex starter, especially against the Packers. They've allowed the fewest fantasy points of running backs over the last four weeks. So uh, do or dare here. This is risk-reward. All right, so flex at best for you. Flex on the Garrett Blunt. Let's go to the Georgia Dome. The Falcons host the number one rush defense in the league, Cardinals. Akbar, what are you doing with Steven Jackson? Well, if, uh, if of course, we have flex at best for LeGarrette Blunt, he's a hex on your on your roster. I'm not I'm not messing with him. I'm not fooling with him. Period. I'm cool on him. Okay. Money, you know what that means now. What that I mean? think Steven Jackson going up against the Cardinals, is uh, that's a tough defense. We saw what he did against the Cleveland Browns. Yes, he had 11 fantasy points, but he got that – Last minute, last fourth quarter touchdown. I say that the the Arizona Cardinals are going to shut down Steven Jackson in their run production. All right, since his return, Marcus, Ryan Matthews, a little good, a little bit of bad. How do you feel about him this week? I feel all bad about him this week. Nothing about this matchup says good things for Ryan Matthews. It's the Chargers going east on the road for an early game against the Ravens run defense that has been fantastic. You see that? No rushing touchdowns allowed in five home games this year. Plus you have Matthews who got banged up last week, had to leave the game for a little bit with a shoulder issue. I am staying away from Ryan Matthews. Uh, Fabs, we go to the new superstar in the Denver Bronco backfield, C.J. Anderson, but a tough matchup against that Chiefs defense at Arrowhead. But we also saw him have a tough matchup last week against Miami in their good run defense, and he had a very good game from a fantasy standpoint. It's all about volume. It's all about who is the running back in Denver because typically that player will put up great fantasy numbers. Ronnie Hillman did. Now C.J. Anderson is doing it. I love Anderson. I'm starting him week in and week out as long as he is the featured back. For the Broncos. Yeah, we mentioned it earlier this week, too. The Broncos were running the heck out of the football against Miami. I think six straight uh, series they ran on first and second down. So, absolutely go with the volume. I'll take uh, Mark Ingram. You see the numbers. They have not been good as of late. Zero touchdowns in three straight games. He was gangbusters in his return from injury. The difference has been the Saints have been trailing. They fell behind big against the Bengals. They fell behind big against the Baltimore Ravens, and that meant a lot of passing situations. So, more Pierre Thomas, I suspect, against the Steelers. This is going to be a grinded-out, ground-and-pound style game, and that's what Sean Payton does with Mark Ingram. He will be a start for me, an RB2, I would say. Obviously, if you have a couple of those studs in your lineup, play them over him, and maybe he makes your flex. But We don't, we don't always agree, but I agree with him. Oh, really? Yeah. Finally. <laughs> Fantastic. Mark the day with that time. kind of good news, let's uh, throw it over to our man James Coe, who is with a very special guest. Hey, thanks, guys. All right, I'm super excited, obviously, because – the guy next to me here would be Justin Forsett, a fellow Cal Bear. Justin Forsett, my man, how you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Hey, listen, can we uh, get a shout-out to all the Bear fans out there from you? What's up, Bear family? Uh, I'm always excited to rep- represent, and uh, I'm rooting for you guys always. There you go. Hey, can you explain that shirt real quick? It's a one rope. What, what, what's the shirt all about? <laughs> it's a team shirt. Uh, you know, it's about team, about unity here. And uh, one mindset, so uh, this is a Raven shirt. 
Okay, there you go. Hey, listen, how much fun are you having, man? You went crazy against the Saints. 180 yards, two touchdowns. This must, you must be having a blast. Man, it's a blessing, man. I'm having a lot of fun out there. It's good to be playing again, and, uh, you know, I'm not taking it for granted. Uh, you're a guy that has been overlooked your pretty much your entire life, yet every single time you get an opportunity to play, you perform. Uh, how do you explain uh, your success, your recent success? Oh, uh, man, just, you know, finally just getting the opportunity to show what I can do. I mean, you know, a lot of times when you're 5'8", you're 198-pound running back, you can get overlooked and, you know, your stature kind of shuns people away. But, uh, you know, the Ravens accept me and uh, they give me an opportunity. You worked with Gary Kubiak in, in Houston. You're working with him here, uh, again in Baltimore. Uh, can you explain his scheme? Why is it so successful? Uh, man, he, know, he knows how to utilize the running back. He knows how to run the football. Uh, we got a great offensive line here, uh, you know, with the zone run scheme. It's important for those guys to be able to up front to uh, get cut down the backside and, you know, get those defensive lines moving horizontally. And that's what we've been doing. We've been having success finding lanes. Uh, look, I look down here. Statistically, you're one of the top ten running backs in the league. Uh, you're averaging over five yards per carry in your six-year career. But, again, how do you explain uh, – again, a lot of folks think you kind of came out of nowhere, but how do you explain the success? Man, uh, just a lot of hard work and dedication, man. I thank God every day for just the opportunity, you know, being able to work in the shadows and kind of, you know, perfect my craft, you know, while I was waiting for my opportunity. And now my opportunity is here. Now I'm just trying to seize the moment and, you know, having success. All right, you're a Cal guy. I'm a Cal guy. I want to talk about another Cal guy, a very good friend of yours in Marshawn Lynch. A lot of folks don't know that. This is a guy that was actually in your wedding. Can you, guys, can you describe uh, the relationship you have with Marshawn? Yeah, man, uh, he's a brother to me, man. Uh, we talk almost every day. Uh, got a real good relationship with him. Um, and he's, he's a guy that's a uh, real gentle heart, has a heart for others and community. I mean, he, uh, he will literally give you the shirt off his back. That's the kind of guy he is. You say you talk to Marshawn every single day. Is he, uh -huh. is he happy right now? He's so mysterious. You don't know if he's happy, if he's sad. What's going on uh -huh. in his head? Is he, is he happy with what's going on in Seattle? Uh, I think that he's, you know, he's at peace with everything, you know, far as I know with Marshawn, uh, he's always been a guy that, you know, hasn't let his highs be too high or his lows be too low. You know, he's been an even killed guy, so uh, this is no different, you know, I'm, I'm constantly trying to, you know, be there for him, encourage him, and he encourages me and he lifts me up as well, so it's a good relationship. Hey, by the way, what's going on with these Cal running backs? You, Marshawn, C.J. Anderson, <laughs> Shane Vereen. You guys have all been successful. Why is that? Is, is, is Cal the, the new tailback you? Uh, I think so, man. We got a lot of uh, backs coming out and, uh, you know, a lot of credit to Coach Tedford and uh, Coach Ron Gould, our running backs coach, for, you know, being able to recruit us and, you know, get some good guys in there. All right, there you go. Justin Forsett, very good guy. You guys should follow him on Twitter. Absolutely. Very humble. Puts God first, family first as well. And uh, it's been a pleasure, absolute pleasure speaking with you, Justin. Thanks for having me. All right, Justin Forsett, guys. Hey, James, if you're in need of a sleeper receiver this Sunday, you're not going to want to miss what's coming next. Find out which Sunday gems our experts say will shine bright in Week 13 when NFL Fantasy Live returns. Get a look here at our aggregate rankings for your wide receivers in week 13. Number one, Antonio Brown, Des Bryant already in the books. Eh. Calvin Johnson already in the books. Eh. Brandon Marshall already in the books. 
Not bad. Yeah, oh, here we go. Funny. It's time for Sunday Jams <laughs> presented by, gentlemen, and every kiss begins with K. Welcome back to Animal oh. Fantasy Live. Money here with all the dudes this weekend. It is your last chance to sneak into the Everybody fantasy playoffs. So we are going to talk about some sleeper wide receivers that can help you out this week. Fabs, get us started. Jarvis Landry, another rookie wide receiver in Marcus. Year of the rookie wide receiver. Year of the rookie wide receiver. He had two touchdowns last week. He's got three touchdowns in his last two games. So Ryan Tannehill is looking for him in the red zone. And, oh, by the way, Monday Night Football, they play the Jets, maybe the worst team in the entire league, especially against the pass. And this guy's available in a lot of leagues right now. No doubt about it. Akbar, what do we got? Sleeper wide receiver. Every sleeper begins with S. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. (laughs) I I like Wes Walker. Wes Walker, to me, is going to be the sleeper guy that no one expects. He got that, you know, that last-minute touchdown there last week, you know, right there in the goal line area. I think this week he does that in Kansas City. I mean, this is going to be a perfect opportunity for Wes Walker, you know, to keep the trend going, you know. One touchdown, two touchdowns. That's what I was talking about. How about about Adam Rank? I'm going to go with Charles Johnson. He has become the guy in Minnesota we all had hoped Cordero Patterson would have been. The most targeted wow, guy. I know. I mean, well, it's not an insult, but he's the most targeted guy in Minnesota. So if you want to continue to hold on to CP because you burned a fifth-round draft pick on him, be my guest. But Chuck Johnson has been the guy who Bridgewater is looking for. So if you need a receiver this week, look Give at us a him. Sunday gem here, Marcus. I am logging on and going with Mal.com Floyd right now. I don't like much about the that Chargers match. Oh, that was terrible. Okay. That was terrible. Uh, you know, that was they can't all be gems. But I, I, I don't like much about this matchup for the Chargers, but I do like the fact that against that Ravens secondary, every now and then you can hit a big play, and that's what Malcolm Floyd does. I think he gets down the field and maybe hits one home run or two for you from uh, Phillip Rivers. I will uh, go James Jones in St. Louis. Nobody in the National Football League passes the ball more than the Raiders. We love targets, and James Jones seems to be Derek Carr's number one target. And that always elusive red zone. So Jones would be my selection for your Every Kiss Begins with K Sunday Gem. Gentlemen, happy day after Thanksgiving. That's going to do it uh, for us. We will see you Sunday morning at 1130 Eastern on NFL Now and the NFL Red Zone channel with all the latest injury news and fantasy analysis leading up to kickoff. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.